Welcome, everyone, to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Heflin. And I hope you guys are all having a great week so far. I'm joined by a very talented musician, I must say, and I'm really excited that we are getting a chance to chat. He has a new project that's coming out, and I don't want to give too much away just yet, but first, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Jay Ronnell. Uh, singer, songwriter, you know, part-time background vocalist here and there, you know, uh, full-time WWE fan, all the fun things. Oh, really? Oh, shit. I, <laughs> I just felt like throwing that out there. That's a nice, like, fun fact because, yeah, yeah I grew up watching WWE and WWF and... Listen, don't get me started because we can talk about that. That's That can be a whole nother episode. Oh, my God. Y'all, okay, so... Before we start the episode, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Newt Radio 101. And of course, that is under the same handle. And if you want to reach out to me personally, go to Instagram at Kenny Heflin and Jay Ronell, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on all social media at I'm Jay Ronell. Uh, I just tell people, just type in my name, J-E. R-O-N-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Again, that's J-E-R-O-N-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E, and you'll find me from there. Perfect. So y'all heard it, y'all. So let's get into it. I'm I'm really excited about, you know, our story time, but then also your most current project that is out, your single, which is stuck. Yes. Y'all make sure to stream stuck is streaming on all platforms where you can hear music yes. okay and stream also, it, share it all those things support him listen this man is talented have you heard his voice go to the youtubes okay and then also again just go to his instagram you can see some of that you know but you also have a project that's coming out uh after like a actual what you say it's an album or an ep uh it's an ep um okay. i don't want to give too much away just yet but it's an ep coming out in april mm -hmm. um so i'm excited it's my first ep it, well it's my fourth uh my fourth project but my first ep or any sort of musical offering since uh 2020 which my last project was beloved which i dropped uh actually election week of mm -hmm. 2020 so you know, it's, it's been a minute, but it's time to get back outside and, and give these people some R&B again. You know what? And as a, a fellow R&B lover and enthusiast, I enjoy Beloved, first off. Thank you. Um, I think that's actually like the first time that I had like really got to hear like your voice and like just like your project in, in a total like capacity because um, we were, you know, introduced to each other through uh clubhouse yes like a lot of other uh co-hosts that's been on new radio we look clubhouse definitely um has some great benefits to it and connected a lot of folks what a together. time what a time what a time and that was 2020 so you know i just remember being in certain rooms and stuff and hearing about you and everything like that and then that's when i got to listen to beloved because it had just dropped like a couple months before like we had got into the thick of that damn app um mm -hmm. so okay perfect 
So, okay. Well, for the folks that haven't been introduced to Jay Rennell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, yeah, I am an independent artist, independent R&B soul artist. I am originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Um, yes, Black people do live there. <laughs> um, I moved here to L.A. in 2016, two days after graduation, and I've just really been on the journey of pursuing uh, and pushing my music career forward. Um, and with each year, I've I've learned, I've gained a lot. Um, just been through all sorts of crazy experiences and you know we're we're still here we're still still around to tell the story so you know oh. just out here doing what i got to do to um, again push this r&b and and really get my career to the next level very nice i mean because as an r&b singer and just as like a, a music aficionado like what would you probably say like if you could I know this is usually hard for people to answer, but like your top five R&B influences that kind of just embody who Jay Ronell is. Okay. I'm glad you said R&B because that, that, okay. <laughs> that helps me a little bit. Um, in no particular order, I'll say John Legend, Donny Hathaway, Whitney Houston, um, the Jacksons as a whole, the whole family. I'm going to loop them all into one. So Janet, Michael. And Latoya. Re, listen, Latoya can come on with the group too. Um, yeah, but the whole Jackson dynasty, uh, that's Ford. If I had to pick five, ooh. Um, since I can only pick five, I'm I'm gonna show a little bit more love to the ladies and say Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh. Yeah, Jasmine Sullivan, because uh how she has really especially with the last project she put out, the Hotels uh album, mm -hmm. really inspired me in a number of different ways. Um, not only sonically and, and vocally, but also lyrically mm -hmm. and, and topic wise. So I want to say definitely shout out to her, and that would be my top five. If I had to add a six, though, Maxwell would be definitely on that list. Ooh, we love Maxwell. That's that is my that's my man. Yeah, he was like one of my first uh, crushes growing up, and I mean for like the dudes, my first was Tony Braxton. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Come my, on, living legend. Listen, but my favorite of all time is uh Whitney when it comes to like the the ladies and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Cause like I say, like we we over here new radio, we we like to get to know our people and stuff and we'll just have a conversation about, you know, your entire just Give us the history of what inspired um, not only just you, but, you know, your previous work, you know, but also like your uh, current project that's coming up and just like what's inspiring um, pretty much like the track list and stuff. And just like, you know, have some story time, you know, how we love that. Um, obviously, we'll chat, you know, we'll we'll probably go for like some back and forth. But um, mm -hmm. I'm excited because. Like I said, we we've been knowing uh, each other for a couple years, 
mm. at this point. So I'm glad that we get the chance to sit down and talk about you and everything that that's coming up. I'm excited about it, but um, stuck. I mean, let's get into it. Like, <laughs> when did you come up with stuck? Uh, so stuck. I wrote September of 2021. <clears throat> wrote September of 2021. Um, I was in a. I won't call it a, a relationship because we we didn't get to make it official. Oh. Um, but it was it was definitely a a, a situation for a good second, mm-hmm. and you know we had kind of just. We had gotten to the point where it's like, okay, this isn't this isn't really working. Um, so let's just take some space, you know, and and just be cool, just be friends for a while. Let's just take some space and and you know, so that's that's what I was on. I I was on like I'm I'm gonna work on me, taking space to refocus and and uh I had kind of gotten wind of <laughs> maybe you could say I could I kind of made an assumption, but you know, some of it was just kind of trying to connect some dots. I had gotten wind that uh, I was still focusing on myself, Mm. but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't mutual. (laughs) And, and so it kind of inspired me to write a song about, you know, what happens when you have now disconnected or you lose someone that you have grown to be really fond of develop strong feelings for somebody that you love and you Mm -hmm. lose them to somebody else and and you're left to deal with all of the heartbreak the memories the feelings Mm -hmm. the the residue all of that you're left to deal with that kind of by yourself or at least you feel like you're dealing with that by yourself Um, and what happens and it also kind of made me think about how especially we as men regardless of whether you identify as bisexual, gay, straight, whatever, how we as men have a tendency to kind of, uh, you know, try to make that last ditch effort to win our significant other back mm-hmm. after the fact, you know, that they found somebody else and moved on. And now you're over here like, you know, you, you baby, please, please, please come back to me and, and, and trying to convince him to give you another chance and it it reminded me a lot of like those those old uh sitcoms and and romantic comedies where the character is making that last ditch effort to try mm-hmm. to you know they're running through the airport <laughs> listen <laughs> to get the, the love of their life before they get on the plane and leave it's, it was just like you know what mm-hmm. this is like uh this is like one of those songs and i felt like a lot of people could relate to it and it was one of the first songs i wrote for the upcoming project Nice, because that's one thing that we are missing in R&B is the begging and pleading, you know, like the first off, we, we missing like when when our dudes had like the, you know, the hands, they're leaning, you know, up on the <laughs> um, the leaning, that, that leaning pose. That was the real shit. And then also for me, at least as an R&B lover, I just always loved the love aspect of it, like the romance. And even though. As humans, we make mistakes mm-hmm. and none of us are perfect. And that's one thing I talk about on the show often because you've heard the show before. Like I am very open and vulnerable about my L's that I be having to take sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I just miss that 
feeling in music. Like I, I just miss like the 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 men who needed their their partners so bad. We we don't have that right now, and it's just like it's refreshing to hear that we have you and a couple other you know um, independent artists that ushering back in R and B. Yeah. And I feel like at this point, especially living in a city where we're so surrounded by so many talented folks, and I'm sure you know a lot of them, mm. it's just like you kind of get like the hope that there's um, some type of uh, silver lining yeah. for music. And that's one thing I look forward to. And I mean, with Stuck, when I heard it, let me tell you, <laughs> y'all, because... How did it make you feel? Well... For me, it took me back to a. Uh, it took me back to a couple of situations where I feel like when you break up with somebody, y'all y'all decide to go y'all separate ways mutually. However, it's a breakup, right? Mm -hmm. And it's always for me, at least, it's always for the greater good because I find that in the past I've always had to initiate the breakup because it was starting to become a detriment to my integrity mm -hmm. and to my dignity in a whole. Mm. And it got to the point where I fought, you know, I fought to make it work. I fought to be on the same page. That's one thing I always do in my relationships, but sometimes it's just not enough and you got to go your separate ways, but it hurts like hell. And even though you may have been the one to initiate the breakup, you still hurt, like, I mean, bruised. And to see, like, somebody who you know is not good for you, rather in totality or just at that time, because I do believe time is a big thing, mm -hmm. you know, um, to know that and to, to sit back and see, like, them move on. Even though you live in your life, you know, you live in your best life and stuff, but you see them, like, moving on to someone else, and it's like, are they given what they couldn't give to me mm. are, it, it's the other person getting that yeah you know is the time that we invested and all the work that i know that i put into this relationship is someone else new benefiting from that yeah you know and with therapy you know you learn that uh nine times out of ten that new person is actually getting the same shit mm. they're getting the same treatment if not worse you know, and that's something I had to sit down and realize. I'm like, oh, well, I guess it kind of makes me feel a little bit better that they're also getting the the nasty stale fruit of <laughs> the real nasty bruised up fruit that's moldy and stuff. They still they getting that. So they're not getting no new shiny piece of anything, you know, and that's something that I had to come to terms with. Gotcha. What about you? Um well, again, for me, this is, you know, based off of real life experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me at the time, it was like, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, just figuring out uh, how do I, how do I process, you know, how do I move through this when, you know, all of these memories and, and things and I'm going throughout the day, you know, thinking about you or it's like and i i'm wondering like are you giving the same amount of attention to me like mm -hmm. mentally like are you thinking about me the way i'm thinking about you or have you completely like moved on 
and you know you're you're just doing a lot and i'm the type of person i i can kind of overthink a little bit me too so it's like <laughs> you, you can find yourself going down some some different rabbit holes and it's just like okay i need to i need to get this out somehow and mm-hmm. for me writing uh writing this was part of getting it out also going to therapy uh well i i've i've already been in therapy since 2020 mm-hmm. um so you know talking to my therapist um and also having friends having friends that uh essentially will help you kind of snap out of it and say yep. look it is what it is you know if it's meant to be it will work itself out but your your stressing about this is only making things worse mm-hmm. and if you're stressing about this the way that you are it's probably not the healthiest thing for you to try to uh re re-engage or reconnect um but you know you 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 live and you learn and you grow and for me that that's what this process and that song kind of uh entails okay so yeah because i feel like like when you had mentioned just like the overthinking i think that and not so much think but i know for sure that so many of us deal with that mm-hmm. and if you have a huge imagination like me mm. again i i feel you, you start thinking the worst thinking the fucking worst and i mean it's it's like you go down like this dark wormhole of just self-doubt and what ifs and just all these different things and it's like it's tough you yeah. know it's it's triggering can we talk about the self-doubt for a second that talk can about it talk, look talk about it. it you know again with us as overthinkers and and we talk <laughs> about self-doubt you start to really pick yourself apart and really like question like who am i am i good enough you know and am i you, you just start to pick yourself apart in all these different ways and and you know me coming from the the christian household that i did mm-hmm. it, you know it was a lot of well you know you know what you know what the bible says about you and you know what uh or how they say you know what god says about you he he calls you more than a conqueror and all these other things and so you're having to try to negate or uh try to combat all of these negative thoughts but it can be a lot you know again you're picking yourself apart and constantly looking at what did i do wrong as opposed to saying you know it's not all your fault it mm-hmm. takes two to tango mm-hmm. stop beating yourself up you know and and just pick up the pieces and do your best to let go and move on i mean cuz and that's the thing like we hear so much especially again growing up in a Christian household, mm-hmm. we hear pretty much the same stories. I think that's pretty universal for, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us uh, Black folks here in America, at least. And it's just like with that and just like the things that happen in modern life and society now and within our communities and how they intersect mm-hmm. is so many different variables, I feel like. And it's just like, with timing and moving on you never know especially like going through therapy and stuff like you never know exactly how long it's going to take before you are able to not be triggered when you're able to not be uh affected by 
this person who very well could have been the villain in the story. But again, like you say, it takes two to tango, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was something that I had to realize in past relationships uh, going all the way back to, you know, when I first started dating and stuff Mm -hmm. that one person in a relationship may have very well been the, the arch, them arch nemesis, evil, satanic being, you know, whatever they did, but it's also involving myself and my decision-making skills that caused me to choose them or to continue trying to make a relationship work. That's not working. Yeah. You know, like it's like, we have to take ownership of that and accountability and it's just, you have to kind of wait for like the motions to getting, I mean, like the ebbs and flows of it, you know, it's just, it's tough, but you never know how long, it's going to take and like when that light is at the end of the tunnel and how close you are. I mean, cause like yeah. with this relationship that you, that you had in 2021, uh, how long would you say it took you to kind of get to like a good place with it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus. No. I'll say this, that stuck is only like one part of the story because, you know, I don't want to this layer. There's like two more chapters to this. Okay. Um, Hmm. You know, it, I'll say this, (laughs) that was 2021 at the time of this recording. It is now 2023. And I just have started to get to a point, if I'm being completely honest, I have just um, finally started to get to a point where it's like, okay, if we, you know, what's done is done. If we never see each other again, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be able to pick up the pieces of your life and move on? And the answer is yes. You're going to have to pick up the pieces of your life and keep it pushing um you know things have transpired since then um things that i i i wish wouldn't have happened i wish we would have gotten to be able to talk it out a bit more but one thing that i've had to learn is that you can't force somebody to share like just because i i'm i'm a bit better at being communicative and vulnerable with my emotions and feelings. You can't expect that from everybody. You can't force them to do that. You have to just show up the best way you can. And, you know, whatever shall be, shall be. So, yeah, it it is what it is. You know, like I said, it's 2023 now. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm maneuvering through it. Uh, thank God for therapy. <laughs> thank okay. God for therapy. Thank God for again good friends who will really kind of help shake you and get you to say, "Okay, there is life after this." Yes, there is life after this situation here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that that's how I'm maneuvering through it. And you know, to those out there who think that the healing process is just some quick, easy thing, it is not. It is not. Everybody's process is different. 
And some of us, especially again, us that do a lot of thinking and reflecting <laughs> and replaying scenarios to say, okay, you know, and that's the other thing about, I think it kind of ties into self-doubt a little bit. You start replaying scenarios and say, could I have handled that better? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, should I have said this? Should I have not done that? And it's like, no, I did what, you know, or at least to the best of my ability, I did what I felt in my heart was right. Mm -hmm. I made the right decision. I made the right move. Um, so yeah, that that's where I'm I'm at with it right now. I feel it. I mean, yeah, like I say, you have, I'm, I don't know which episodes you've heard of. Quite a few. Okay, yeah, I mean. Salacious <laughs> than others, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, depending on which season you happen to drop in on and which particular episode and stuff, like, mm -hmm. it's a story. You know, it's the the goods that lead into the not so favorable, you know, um, and it's just here it is. We have this time that keeps going by and stuff. And and mm -hmm. you like you mentioned, like with your friends, like I call them like my counsel, mm -hmm. like I have my family counsel and then I have my friendship counsel. And those are all people who are my trusted sources. Yeah. Because I feel like it's so important to have that. And even when I'm fostering like a new friendship and stuff, I always tell my my new friends at least, one thing about me, I'm not a yes man. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna hold you accountable and I expect the same in return because yeah. again, we're human. Like we're not gonna always make the best decisions. We're not gonna always approach things in the best way. Cause it's like, what is it? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we never really know till we really know. And a lot of times we have to have like those people that's close to us that we can actually trust yeah. their opinions. They're not going to enable us. They're going to be able to call us out on certain uh, missteps that we may have had or blind spots. Yeah. Cause we're not going to see everything. Yeah. And that's why like, I'm always grateful for, you know, my council of people uh, that I have around me because I get like those different viewpoints and they're usually able to tell me, you know, like, oh, Kenny, like maybe you could have said it this way. Or even if I don't act on it just yet, they're able to kind of like check in mm -hmm. and say, like, look at it from this perspective or because, I mean, blind spots happen. Yeah. You know, we we have like those uh, marks that we don't really see. So it's always good to have somebody else that you can trust that is going to give you honesty mm -hmm. and they're going to give it to you with love. You know, and that's why I look for in all my my friendships and stuff for the most part. Yeah. Like we know our friends' strengths, you know, and but like I say, I'm that for them as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like with the time thing and stuff, and just like in this world that we live in, everything's so quick. Mm -hmm. Everything's moving so fast. And then like living in this city of Los Angeles, shit is moving by so quick and fast. Every single day is always something going on. Yeah. And social media, you know just speeds it up even more it speeds up in even more stuff and that's why i say like when you're going through that process what would you say uh helps you not be triggered by this particular relationship when it came to social media and, and what we see on our day-to-day -day? well uh, you know when you get blocked mm. it definitely <laughs> is like okay hey all right. <laughs> it is what it is. And, you know, it, it 
it took a minute. It hurt. I'm not gonna lie. It, it was like, mm-hmm. especially when again you're you're trying to see how you know if there's a way we can maneuver through this once more. Can we find our way out of this dark space? Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. You know, sometimes sometimes the block. The block be, being put on the block list is necessary, whether you are the one doing the blocking or, in this case, you know, just being honest, being the one who's put on the block list. Sometimes it is, it is the thing that will finally help to really shake you mm-hmm. and say, all right, now you really have to get your, get yourself together, pick yourself up. Um, and move on. And also, you know, me being a singer, we <laughs> know again that uh, the the one Disney movie, um, which one? Frozen. Let it go, let it go. Like I would have to literally sing that to myself sometimes. You know, when I start thinking about, well, I wonder what they're doing right now. Oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. you know, are are they thinking? It? And I would literally be like, uh uh-uh. uh, or again, replaying old situations. It's like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. no, mm-mm. let it go, let it go. Yeah, da, da, da. Just having to really snap yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Another thing, therapy. Um, my therapist and I have, we've been unpacking <laughs> my middle school years, oh. which, I always say there is, there's two J. Ronnells. There is adult J. Ronnell, mm-hmm. and then there's middle school J. Ronnell. Middle school J. Ronnell is where a lot of the, the I wouldn't call it trauma, but you know the the not so positive aspects of my life, the lack of self awareness, the the people pleasing, wanting to be liked, um. You know, wanting to always be uh, not center of attention, but, you know, just not being able to take a hint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of that stems from middle school. And more recently, we've been talking about the idea of sugarcoating your emotions. Mm-hmm. And with this particular romantic situation, he kind of, uh, my therapist, he, he clocked me. He was like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you have a habit of sugarcoating your emotions or looking at things through kind of rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. when in fact you're upset, you're angry, and it's you're justified in that. You you it's okay to sit with that anger for a while. Whereas with, you know, middle school J. Ronnell, I was very quick to just you say something about me, I'm going to get you back. I'm yep. going to get you back. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, and I'm probably going to hit below the belt. <laughs> but as I've gotten older and, you know, pursuing a career in music, you learn that things cannot go that way if you want to be successful. You have to have uh, a bit more finesse, uh, you know. <laughs> you, you just can't handle things mm-hmm. in a hot-headed way. And so over the years, somehow I just kind of got to a point where it was like, you know, we're, we're just going to, uh, how did he say it? We're going to put a nice snow cap on top of this large volcano that continues to build and build and build. And he gave me the permission. He was like, I give you permission to be upset. 
to sit with that anger for a while. And so that was that was another part of the healing process for me. I had to be angry for a while and not respond. Mm-hmm. I had to just figure out what is I, what exactly is it about this situation or our most recent encounter that has me so upset, that has me so ticked off? What is it about that situation? Mm-hmm. And then once I was able to really identify what that was and put a voice to it, and write it down and talk about it with him. Uh, then I was like, okay, now I feel like I can kind of start to voice that if, you know, a quote unquote closure conversation or whatever yep. starts to come up, I can voice that. But again, didn't get to that. Uh-huh. And so, but it, I will say it was, it was, it was healing for me at least to again address that that undercover anger upsetness because it was just like you know what i do have a bad habit every now and again of just letting things kind of bubble and bubble and bubble and bubble mm-hmm. until boom. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like and that's that's actually something i never thought about mm-hmm. i feel like i may have talked about it on the show but not really and i think this may be the best time, really. I mean, because it's funny how you mentioned that you have the Jay Rennell today and then the Jay Rennell of middle school. Mm-hmm. And while you were telling that story, it made me reflect back on when I was in middle school and how painful and dreadful it was. I mean, mm-hmm. being a little gay black kid, you know, in Detroit, it wasn't the easiest and we're talking about the early 2000s i'm sure kids still go through hell you know even in 2023 but it was really bad you know back in i mean shit at this point 2003 so 20 years ago uh yeah i know it's time passed by fast hell but <laughs> we're old we, we are look we are we're older we are the daddies <laughs> you know but it took me back to that that point because i mean being and i wasn't even out you know Mm -hmm. uh just about like who i was at the time but you know a couple people would ask questions and stuff or whatever or make rumors and just make my life hell Mm -hmm. in middle school and i think how that um affected me was just like okay well we're going to take it we're going to take it we're going to take it Mm -hmm. and we're going to use this as inspiration to propel you to wherever your dream is which was hollywood and i would just look at that like you know this experience is going on right now i i hate it i don't i do not like it but that's fine these people are gonna be fat bald and out of shape bad body bad built you know <laughs> in jail uh and some other places okay and i'm gonna be in hollywood living my best life because at that time i wanted to be the male the male j-lo Oh, wow. I did. Yeah, I love her. But <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be a singer, dancer, and actor. Gotcha. And that was something I used to just for me into where I'm at now. But mm-hmm. I think like where you were talking about how for you, you let things kind of just like bubble under to explode. Yeah. For me, at least, like I'm the, the opposite where I believe it's a time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is that is rubbing me the wrong way is going to be talked about yeah 
at the right time, but it's going to be talked about the same night or day, you know, or yeah. when it's the right time. You know, if we had a party and stuff and you do some shit, I'm wait till we get to the car. Mm. I'm not going to show an, I, I don't like a scene. Mm. I don't like drama. I don't like being in drama. I like to see everybody else's, but not me, you yeah. know? And it's like when something happens, it's going to be talked about and I'm all about resolving it. Yeah. You know, because I don't like to be in uncomfortable situations with people that I love. Yeah. You know, so I feel like, you know, for you, like when you had mentioned just like the lack of closure that you may have gotten, you know, with having to be blocked and stuff, sometimes in past relationships, I kind of felt like I kind of had like it was a, a relationship that I remember where I wanted to be blocked. <laughs> wow. And I kind of wanted to ask the person, like, please block me, like, save me from myself mm. because my mind is going crazy. I'm triggered like a motherfucker, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you didn't, I, I didn't get that. And I'm like, okay, I got to deal with this myself yeah. in the most mature way, you know? So I feel like even with that and just like with closure, for example, like, I mean, Jesus. It's, I'm not, you know, I, I done been in situations where I would have loved to have had closure. And I've been in situations where I had to actually get that closure mm -hmm. by myself. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you, you don't always get that romanticized closure conversation. True. Sometimes the simple action of deleting that number or making the conscious decision to say, I am no longer going to entertain this. That is the closure. Mm -hmm. That's what I've had. And again, being on either side, whether you're the one doing the deleting or the one being deleted, you have to accept sometimes that is the closure. I think we, as people, and especially, you know, with Hollywood and all the images and, and TV, you always see the two characters always try to have that that closure conversation, especially even on these reality shows, which some of it is halfway produced. <laughs> you know that another time. Um, but yeah, you always see these two characters always want to have that last conversation, that last heart to heart. And this is like, I thought last time was the last time mm -hmm. or the time before that. It's like, how many more last times are we going to <laughs> go through this? So, you know, that that whole idea of of closure uh yeah sometimes you you don't get that last uh that last conversation or that last word in that is so true i mean it like i said like listening to your story and then like i say just like listening to what inspired the song like because we got to chat about it beforehand but it's just like it made me think back to you know, like I was telling you last month where I was in that space where my uh, ex was looking for closure mm -hmm. and I wanted to be that person for him. You know, uh, in past relationships, I may not have gotten that closure because of whatever reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. But because the time was there and I told you, like, I mean, I had dated a singer as well, R&B singer. Yeah. And it's like, when you're an R&B singer, you're all into romance. Me, 
I got this damn show where we talk love, sex, and relationships. I'm a big, just, I'm a big simp for romance and everything. So <laughs> I understood, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, I thought, which I talked about on the show, he wrote like a five page letter, which was something I was appreciative of. And it was like very vindicating. And I thought that that may have been closure for him, but it was still something else that he needed. Mm -hmm. And we had that sit down, you know, like that romanticized Hollywood version of we meet up at, you know, a restaurant, which we met up at a restaurant down the street from my apartment. Mm -hmm. And we had like a three hour conversation and maybe like a 10 minute conversation outside of uh, the establishment. But this was the closure that he may have needed. And I was glad that mm -hmm. I was able to provide that to him, you know, because I know, you know, a lot of times shit can be final. Yeah. People can block you. People can say, fuck you. You did this to me. Or even if they were in the wrong, they can free themselves of responsibility and accountability and say, I'm going to block you on everything. I'm going to move on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be petty about it. We see this all the time, especially with social media. So mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting how that worked because I think just again, like, like I say, listening to this, uh, this record stuck, I, it just, it took me back. <laughs> it, I wouldn't say it triggered me per se, but I definitely shook my head. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was in the room shaking my head because I'm like, what the hell? Because <laughs> sometimes, like I say, sometimes you want to be blocked because it's like, let me not check in on this person. Mm -hmm. Because if I see any sign on their stories on Instagram or whatever tweets or something like that, that mm -hmm. they have started talking to somebody else. It's going to send you down a spiral again. My little heart. Yeah. My little heart. So what I did want to ask you, so with this song, how long did it take you to write this? Um, I had, so there's an original version of this, which has a slightly different melody, same key, but slightly different melody. Um, but I, overall, I would say maybe about a week, you know, okay. a good, a, a week. Cause I, I remember specifically I was sitting at the edge of my bed. And I had written down the rough idea and I called one of my songwriting friends and I, uh, well, I, no. So I, I had written down my original idea and then I voice memoed it. Um, cause that, that's one thing, especially with the last project that mm -hmm. I've learned very valuable to voice memo because you can get a song in the middle of the night yep, and then the next morning it's gone. So if you voice memo, you're less likely to forget even if it's you know you're just mumbling it'll it'll trigger something to where you start to remember the idea uh but i sent him the voice memo just to get his opinion and say you know what do you think of it does it sound like something that's you know people want to listen to and he gave me his feedback um he told me that he liked the idea and then from there uh, i kind of sat with it for uh, a couple days and then i went back and was like okay let me fine tune some things Mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of my records, I tend to, there tends to be a first and a second draft, um, unless it's, you know, a song where like flex on my, my last project, that song came instantly because the producer sent me the track. Mm. It was real open trap beat. You know, I was trying something new. <laughs> I'm more of a traditional R&B guy, but I was trying something new and it was like almost instantly the, the words, the, all of it came to me. 
But with mm-hmm. this record, it was like, let me let me sit with it for a second. Uh, but I would say overall about a week, um, a week or so. Mm-hmm. And then I had the the full idea. And then from there, you know, you sit with it for a little bit more. Then you reach out to some producers and say, okay. And with this particular record, I reached out to Dre, um, who also produced on my last record. And I was like, you know, let's lock in at the top of the year. So that would have been 2022. So we locked into a studio and we mapped out uh, the guitar chord structure for this particular song. Nice. So we, yeah, yeah, see, I know exactly what you mean when you say that, because those ideas come, I mean, at the stroke of midnight, you may wake up at three o'clock in the morning randomly and have it on your mind. And then. Thank God for modern technology because voice memo helps and save it saves lives. Yes, yes, indeed. It saves lives. And and even like when you had said that there's another version of this song, mm-hmm. it made me think back to just like the fact where I've talked about it before on the show. Like I have a hidden uh, season of new radio full of episodes that are all done an archived uh, an archived season it's a it's a whole season that's archived wow. that because i mean i you know what i talk about on the show like mm-hmm. there's a couple episodes that are very raw <laughs> i mean like racy raw or like raw emotions raw emotions ah okay there's been oh lord there's been some episodes like you're, where, just, oh, like you're just spewing yeah and okay. and that you could even sense. tell like say for example like it's certain episodes like if i was to air them you would be able to like listen to it you can tell like i was crying Aww. or like that i'm like in the middle of all of that stuff or whatever so yeah yeah like it's definitely like that type of raw and having to circle back to certain episodes and like uh maybe i can leave that side out or you know a lot of times uh when you're going through stuff like this mm-hmm. you find yourself and i'm sure you probably talked about this with your therapist you find yourself trying to not only sugarcoat the situation but to defend mm-hmm. and to protect uh the person that you were in a relationship with and i feel like even when i had certain episodes that didn't air I was still in that very hopeful phase because that had just happened. So it was certain things that I said initially and wanted to revise with another recording yeah. and protect them. Yeah. You know, because you still, there's still a part of you that cares. I mean, I can identify. It was so fresh. So you, all of it still cared. Yeah. You, you know, you still care about them. And even though you realize that we're probably not going to work as a pair or as an item. You know, I don't want to burn that bridge completely. You mm-hmm. know, there's still that part of you that wants to see them win, that wants to see them succeed in life, uh, that wants to see them accomplish all of those dreams and those goals that you shared with each other, you know, in those those intimate moments. So absolutely, I I I can totally understand that one. Yeah, I mean, because even like with your music, do you find yourself or have you ever got to that point where you didn't want to reveal too much? uh information that could be i guess like identifiable from that person that could potentially listen to the song well here's the thing (laughs) if you're dating me and i i think we talked about this on the phone the other day if you're dating me you're going to turn into a song (laughs) what kind of song that is is partially up to you 
you know, if you if you do right by me and we we work well together, you can be, you know, my 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 sweet love, my Anita Baker sweet love. Mm. But if you do wrong by me, you could very well make me turn into the freaking black Taylor Swift, you know. Um now I will say with this project, it's been more of me looking at myself and not just that relationship situation, but the relationship again with myself, with family, um, you know, with friends. So I won't say I spent too much time focusing on, you know, you did this and you did like, no, uh, there is one song, uh, on this upcoming project that is you know more like okay <laughs> let's talk about you know where where things are at now um but it's done in a very tasteful way i will say that it's not mm-hmm. it's not in a way that's like uh, and if you want it i hate you i it's it's not that sort of situation <laughs> um it's more of like just being honest like hey you know we started off in a great place, mm-hmm. but we're not, you know, and things are just what they are. And it's got like a nice little 80s bop, a nice little, I've been told from the people that I let hear it so far, it's got like a nice cruising type of vibe where you can, Ooh. you know, be in a car riding down on the beach. And, you know, it's got, like I said, it's got 80s drums and all that. So, oh. um, but yeah, as far as other songs most of the time I'm too busy focusing on my own emotions for being honest. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I'm too busy focused on, you know, what's going on in my own head and my own emotions and, uh, writing again from a space of heartbreak or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so I really haven't gotten too much into my, just kind of letting the chopper rain off somebody. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm just, and I also think, I think just because I'm that type of person in general, where it's like, again, I'm going now that I've been given the license to be angry. It's like, get my feelings out. I'm going to be angry. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to hold on to that forever Mm -hmm. because then it becomes toxic to me having all of that anger and just constantly being in that state of upsetness. It's like. No, because even even Mary J. Blige, she she said it best in one of her records. Uh, everybody asking why Mary ain't mad no more. It's like at some point you want to just be happy. You want to, you know, reflect on the good times. You'd rather reflect on the good times, mm-hmm. and you know, just take the 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 not so positive times and say, okay, what did I learn from that? Yep. What what what's going to help me to grow? uh in the next situation and for me with this particular situation it was about learning boundaries Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things learn the boundaries out of the gate and set those boundaries out of the gate that's right i feel like a lot of times we can be like oh well i don't require much you know just you know and that's that's part of the problem you need to not saying you have to have a whole CVS receipt full of requirements, <laughs> but you need to be much more clear on what are things that I am and am not okay with. You know, how much time are we spending on the phone talking to each other? Mm-hmm. 
is that, you know, am I making concession because I really like you? Or is this, you know, a boundary, a potential boundary that I need to set and say, hey, we can communicate with each other and I like talking to you, but during this hour and this hour, I need space to myself. You know, being more clear on that kind of boundary or, um, you know, when we're having serious conversations. Are we doing this face to face over the phone? Mm -hmm. What time of day? It all of these things they they matter. And so for me, it was about uh, learning what what am I okay with? What am I not okay with? Setting those boundaries, um, and what am I looking for going forward? Mm -hmm. You know, what what are the things that I'm looking for? And also, of course, identifying what are those things within myself that's like. You know you can work better on that. Um, you, you you know you you can do you can do better at X Y Z. So yeah, because I mean, see, and I, I felt all of that because it's so important. Um, I mean, boundaries, expectations. You know, having a full understanding of what we want mm -hmm. for our i guess like our future you know and it and it doesn't have to per se like it doesn't have to involve them mm -hmm. but it's just us letting that person know our expectations and like just where we would like to go as far as just goal wise like at the end of the day you know i would like to be married or yeah. you know and letting them know like look i'm not saying that i want to marry you or it's going to be you we'll see what happens. Yeah. We're going to stay present within this relationship, you know, or the building of it. But that's my end goal. Yeah. You know, I want to be married. I want to have children. I want to live here or whatever the case is. It's just putting out that certain expectation and knowing if the person can live up to yours and if you can live up to theirs mm -hmm. and being intentional with each other. Yeah. That is so important. And it's just, you know, we can't stress it uh, too much. Like I suffer from something that I've, I've called toxic positivity <laughs> and I look at everything as a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. You know, I see things as a silver lining, like anything that happens to me, I'm always the, the one to look at things like, Oh, well this sucked, but I can see the growth or the, yeah. the evolution, um, in this this particular thing and it's all a learning lesson like i try not to get into spaces that i'm regretful mm -hmm. and it's like well you know like i said I take it to the chin and it's like you know like i say like that, that didn't feel good but old school saying to keep take a lick and to keep on ticking i gotta keep ticking keep it moving i have to keep ticking because i feel like you know for me at least again as a big romantic you know I know what my end goal is mm -hmm. and dating sucks. Like I tell my niece who's like real close to my age, I'm like, look, girl, if you want the same things that I want and we want those at some certain point, we can't control time, of course, mm -hmm. or people. But if we want that house and that family and all that stuff in the near future, at least we have to keep doing it. Like we have to keep dating. Yeah. You got to keep kissing frogs. <laughs> you know, me and my dad were just talking about this the other day. Like, you're going to have to kiss more than a couple of frogs if you actually want what you say you want. Yeah. So it's like, 
do your healing, you know, but get to that comfortable space where you're not as affected or as triggered Mm -hmm. and get back, throw your hat back in the race. You know, you got to keep on moving. Yeah. You know, but it's just, it's kind of weird trying to find uh, that happy place or whatever. Cause I think, you know, again, with social media, it can be a bit taxing on the emotional state. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I feel like at times, like I say, with the whole blocking thing or having to hide stuff from people, like, have you ever even like went as far as making like a fake page to kind of like check in on somebody? Um, there was one, not with this situation, but this was Mm -hmm. years ago. (laughs) This was years ago. Um, I think I did briefly for a time. Um, but that was more of just like a purely physical connection. I wouldn't even call that a situationship. That was a physical connection. And trust me, it was it was a very good connection. But okay. <laughs> it was a physical connection. Um, the thing was I just started catching feelings. And it's like, again, you know, that you're you're not reading the room, Jay. Like the feeling is not mutual. <laughs> you have found yourself. Uh, as, how do they call it? Pussy whipped? Like you, okay. you know, in a pickle, you are allowing <laughs> these, uh, explosive sexual encounters to cause you to think something is there. That's not there. Um, and so at one point, you know, I, I did a little, a little social media investigating, okay. but no, I I haven't done that in a while, and I I don't need to at this point. It's like if I'm going to look on your page, I'm going to go on your page with you know <laughs> you don't know it's me, you know. And if um uh if you block me, okay, leave it at that. You know, there's no need to try to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like let go. Um. And again, we're talking about the healing process with this particular situation. Um, you know, I, I, I had to make a conscious decision to say, you know what? No, you're going to really let go in all areas, even on social media. Mm-hmm. If you never see another picture, if you never get another message or another DM, if you never see each other in person. Mm. it's okay what happened happened what was was there were some good times some not so good times it is what it is that's true yeah that's true so with all of that happening where are you now like what does jay ronnell want because we like to we like to manifest on, on here on new radio we like to put things all up in the universe and things so what is it that you want because i know you mentioned about situationships and stuff but do you want a situationship no a relationship i want a full on well i mean i you know i would love to be married one day but okay. um i'll say this in terms of the, let's just focus on what i want out of or what life is like for me as far as dating each day is like a different color on the stoplight. <laughs> Some days I'm red, meaning 
absolutely not. Nobody touched me. Nobody talked to me. Get away from me. It's very much uh, Shania Twain's that don't impress me much. Like, I'm good. Leave me alone. (laughs) Then there are some days where I'm like a yellow. It's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm actively in therapy. I'm continuing to learn. I'm continuing to grow. I feel like I am in a space where I don't mind seeing what's out there. I'm, you know, I'm still very cautious and obviously I'm focused on my music, but I don't mind seeing what's out there. And then some days I'm like, you know what? I'm green. I don't mind, you know, if someone were to approach me and say, hey, let me take you out on a date for once. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be nice. <laughs> I'm usually always the one that does the pursuing, but you know, if somebody wants to take me on a date for once, hey. Okay. Let me know what time and where to be ready and I will be there. Um, but yeah, just uh, as far as, like I said, you know, green and, and being ready and you know what? I don't mind. Let, let's let get back out there. And I know this next time around, I want to be very, like you said, intentional about developing a connection with someone without there having to be a whole lot of a strong technological component involved. Because almost every romantic situation I have ever found myself in, there was always some sort of technological component, whether us meeting on social media or hookup app, Jesus, (laughs) Um, or, you know, always meeting online somehow. And it's just like, I, you know, I want to have one of those more old fashioned kind of scenarios next time where it's like, you just meet somebody in a a grocery store or, you know, y'all both go to the same church or, or, you know, you meet through a mutual friend and you just hang out and get to know them and you build a, a friendship first. And then over time, it's like, you know what, I can see more with you. Mm. Let me let me figure out how do I pursue that? Are you open to that? Where are you at in your life? Are you a red? Are you a yellow? Are you a green? If we're both green, okay. If you're a yellow and I'm a green, you know, we will continue to uh, definitely build on that friendship and, you know, check in every once in a while and just see, hey, are you, where are you at with your life? But if you're a red, stop ignoring the red. That's true. Don't ignore the red flight or the, the red flags. Don't ignore the red light. If they say they are not ready, they are not ready. Believe them. Move on. Save yourself the trouble. Save yourself the heartache. And ask them, you know, when was your last uh relationship or even just dating situation? And if it's been somewhat recent, give it time Mm -hmm. don't try to jump into something right away like give give them that space to breathe and really figure out what life is like for them on their own as a single person before you try to re-engage them and then just become another another spoke on the wheel basically yep like you know just these different things that i've kind of picked up on over time but that that's where i'm at dating wise some days it, it it just is what it is. Some days I'm more ready than others. But right now, I am more than anything focused on this music and really making 2023 a breakout year. If not the breakout year, at least a breakout year or a breakthrough year um, Ooh. in terms of breaking through to the next level 
uh, breaking through in terms of finally cracking some of these different markets and cities that I'm trying to build support and a fan base in. You know, I want to do more traveling and performing this year. Um, I want to be able to see my name at the end of this year, see my name and see my project and my music at the end of this year on several of these uh, best in R&B in 2023 end of year list. I want to see that for myself. Like I'm tired of people always saying what's what's missing in R&B and I'm just over here singing my little heart out like okay I got kind of like that old Kurt Franklin album what you're looking for I got what you're looking for <laughs> you know yep. that that's what I I really want for myself this year is just like just make this if like I said if this isn't the breakout year mm -hmm. you know and and for me uh, just being very specific with what I mean by breakout I mean like signed to a label you know you're like everybody knows who you are and you are you like you clearly know you have hit a whole new level in your career and and you're just going just going just going just going even if i'm not at that level yet mm -hmm. i want to get to a new level i feel like for the last several years i've kind of just been building and and doing what I can with what I've got, you know, yep. as an independent artist, uh, I've been building and and you know uh, doing what I can to stay visible. Mm -hmm. uh, that matters. Doing what I can to stay visible, especially here in LA. But it's like, all right, you got to got to break out, break through again. Like I said, uh, so that that's that's what I'm hoping for for this year and. Uh, that's why we're starting out of the gate with uh, what I believe is one of my strongest songs to date. I, I firmly believe that Stuck mm -hmm. is one of my strongest songs to date. Y'all hear that? Like I said, if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't come closer, okay, wherever you are, if you have not, make sure to stream stuck and download Listen, and download we love the purchase we love the money streaming is nice but downloads are even better screenshot save it amen post it tag j ranel yes okay yes because like he said before we cannot keep talking about what we miss in r&b and we have people like him that's so talented and so in depth with just his feelings, his artistry, his emotions, and just the fact that he knows how to give good music. What? <laughs> what? We cannot let that slip through our hands. I mean, come on now. Like, I cannot wait to continue, you know, to listen to your music and to identify myself and like see like that certain reputation in uh, certain things that is going on in my own life. Mm -hmm. So, I'm excited. I'm really excited, you know, because uh, like I said, Stuck, it definitely um, hit hit a couple uh, points in um, just like my own experiences in the past and stuff. And mm -hmm. it took me there into a certain space. And I think that's what we need in music uh, in these current days yeah. is thought provoking music, Yeah, you know, 
it makes you think back to where you were, mm -hmm. what you were doing when you had these certain emotions and these certain thoughts. And that's what I felt like with that. So I was just really excited again. It was like, again, therapy for me. Cause again, as a, a R and B lover, I just find myself always looking for some type of meaningful songs mm -hmm. and something where people are singing about something, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, again, the vocals, I'm sure you've heard <laughs> plenty of times <laughs> you can sing. I mean, listen, shout out to God for giving me the gift shout out to my mama for you know encouraging me and the rest of my family for encouraging me to really stick with it over the years and um you know shout out to you and everybody who has poured into me and supported me and, and cheered me on because it, it's definitely what keeps me going in in today's music industry it mm. keeps me going i love that so y'all like i said stream download stuck is everywhere where you can hear a song okay look show love i'm excited for everything that's coming i'm excited about this uh song i'm looking forward to seeing just more of you in general so mm -hmm. i mean i'm glad that you got to come on to a uh, new radio for the first time and even even more you know that we got to get into detail about just what inspires stuck and then also just like a little bit more about you as a person mm -hmm. you know getting like a, a nice synopsis of what makes you you yeah so thank you for sharing that um but i mean before we uh head out again drop that that instagram what's the twitter what's all the handles yeah so everything on all social media you can find me at i'm j ronnell j-e-r-o-n-e-l-l-e j-e-r-o-n e-l-l-e -L -L -E. and yeah like i said the single stuck it's out now on apple spotify audio mac soundcloud you know all those wonderful places um <laughs> please make sure to tag me and share and repost um because it, it it really helps spreading the word still still matters um but so do the downloads and, and streams <laughs> yes please <laughs> Yes, we cannot stress that enough. So you guys uh, make sure to follow and support Jay Ronell. Make sure to stream Stuck. And also, as we end, make sure to follow and share this episode with your friends, family members at Nude Radio 101 on Instagram and Twitter. And make sure to reach out to me or Jay Ronell. Let us know how you like this episode. And I'm looking forward to just all the great things. And I can't wait to see all the positive feedback. So... I'm excited, y'all, but um, yes, yes, thanks, Jay, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right, y'all. Y'all have a great week, and we'll uh, talk to you later. Bye.